7.40 your time? Uh, yeah, I was I was trying to, it, it, it's it's so early, I was trying to think of a joke about, you know, in the last shanty where they talk about, what, what do you do with a drunken sailor early in the morning? Well, I'm stone cold <laughs> don't, don't, sober, but. <laughs> don't do jokes, Steve, don't, not, not this early, don't, yeah, don't save, save yourself. They're not funny at any time of the day anyway, it's funny. <laughs> uh, Sam, thank you for your, thank you for your chat. What time is it over there? Is it four o'clock? No, 12.40. 12.40. Oh, 12 40. Yeah. Right, I'm, oh. I'm drinking coffee. I'm pretending it's morning. <laughs> I'd love to say I just got up, but sadly that's not true. <laughs> well, it is a joy to speak with you. Thank you so much. <laughs> the film is just a joy, like from start to finish. It is so much fun. Um Good. and I really appreciate it. Um just I now I, I I would want to normally ask you how you got it how you got involved in the film, but were you involved in a stage production of it first? No, no, I wasn't. No, the stage oh. production came on. So that originated. I feel like we might have been. That was. I think the ball was already rolling for that when we were shooting, um, okay. shooting the second one. But we'd already we did the first one long, long before that. But um, no, but it, my wife actually helped helped she helped assisted casting the stage show and i know the associate director of the stage show so i kind of i'm very keen to kind of go and see it i haven't seen it yet but no no i for the first film i just um it was just a straight audition alex johnson got me in um and i auditioned for the part of rowan and then and got the part so that, that was kind of my 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 journey with it yeah well i mean this is obviously an, an incredible story and it's a true story have you have you had a chance to to speak with the the real gentleman oh god yeah absolutely yeah we were so when we we're filming so we're filming in port isaac where the guys are actually from this is the 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 actual village there is the the seaside town is that's where they come from that's where they perform that's where fishermen fishermen's friends that's where they originated um so we're filming down there and we met i think i think the first night before we shot before we started shooting we went in and had a rehearsal with them and and we so we were singing with them and they've got one of them uh billy i'm not sure he sings with the band anymore but he um he's got this um this kind of pottery uh, shop down in port isaac down near the front and they've got this little kind of mezzanine upstairs which is where they all go and rehearse and they've just got this fridge full of tribute beer and a proper job, which is because they're sponsored by the St. Austell Brewery. So they get, they've just got this fridge. So we just, you know, we go up there and they hand you around a beer, whether you want it or not. And then you, uh, and then, you know, we just started singing. And, and so they were very much, and it was amazing. They very much a part of, a part of shooting. And even in, on the, and Port Isaac is so small where we're shooting, that even when we're shooting the second one, we were up filming um, in one of the locations and just across the road, you're on, on a hill. So our kind of our front door, there's the road and then there's the roof of the, the, the house in, in front. And on the roof was, um, was one of the guys from the band who was fixing, he was fixing the roof for someone. <laughs> it's like, hey, Johnny, how you doing? You're right. Like, what are you doing? Oh, we're here. We're here shooting the second film, mate. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm just fixing a roof. So they're very much... Um, you know they're they're real men. They're very authentic. They they kind of just live their lives and do their jobs what they do. But they you know very much we're all kind of part of it. And it's difficult not to be part of it and to be a bump into them when you're filming in such a tiny place like Port Isaac. See that's that I'm actually thrilled to hear that because so much of the film is is just about 
you know, staying together. And, and the fact that you had that opportunity with them so adds to the film because it's not, this isn't just a film. Well, I mean, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, the, the care, the, the band is real, but is the character of Rowan, is he an actual person or, or. No. So the, so the 10 is the band is 10. It's got 10 members in it. Yeah. And in order, it's very kind of democratic, democratic. There's not a lead singer. There's not. Um, so you, in order to kind of give every member of that band, um, you know, a good fair kind of amount of screen time and story time, you need 10 kind of plot lines right. within a film and you just can't do that. So I think quite early on, they decided to make the four kind of key characters in the first one. And then you've got four in the second one, um, kind of a composite of the band. So, there, I mean, there is a younger member, Toby, um, and he's kind of the youngest by probably about 150 years. No, he's probably the youngest by about, say, maybe 20 years, possibly. 20, uh, and he, um, so there is a younger member. So people are like, oh, are you playing Toby? No, I'm not playing Toby. But it's, it's very much uh, the four of us are a composite of the band. But it's, and the, the narrative, the kind of main narratives are, um, real you know they, they they did get in the first film they did get a, a top 10 hit um in the uk top 40 and in the second film there's a glastonbury storyline and, and that you know that's that's all true but then uh, the branches off that um are right. kind of fictional and you know it's all all kind of, but it's all done within the 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 band are very much um very much kind of vocal within um, this, the narratives and, and what they're happy with, um, you know, us filmmakers, what stories they're happy for us to tell. Some emotional depth to the events that are going on. And I think that's, that's really effective. And the Glastonbury story is, is just incredible. Um, I, you know, I want to talk a little bit about, about Shanty songs uh, a little bit for you. And uh, I don't know, did, if you, first of all, I guess I should ask, like, did you have much experience uh, singing before the film? Uh, we're singing well yeah I mean I, I trained as a I'm kind of a, a classically trained actor so we did a lot of uh, singing a lot of dancing at drama school um I've, so I've done I, you know I'm a singer but I, no I'm a I, I can sing I'm not a singer right um, I, um so but in terms so yes I have experience of singing I've been in plays that have had songs and um but um I've not sung on screen before mm. um but in terms of the shanties I've not really had obviously they're I guess, you know, I speak for the British culture that things like Drunken Sailor, you know, the things you just, you kind of always know about, but then the whole kind of depth of sea shanties and the, where they come from and, you know, how many there actually are, I, I didn't really know about. And I didn't know about the guys either, the fact that they are, you know, bringing these sea shanties to to the homes of every, every kind of, you know, regular people and that they're making it. And there, there was a real surge in the in the UK of, of shanties again there was a guy who was on TikTok I don't know if you know him this postman who um I think it was after the first film he uh he he did a, a shanty sang a shanty on his uh on his post around I can't remember it was a TikTok video that just went viral mm. and then he's been signed by a big record label um and it was around about the kind of pandemic time that the sea shanties just became more and more more and more popular so then it's a real kind of retro vintage uh, kind of thing that they're coming back and becoming popular again well I, I was wondering you know this you talk about them being popular there's a line at the end of the film where it says they they're the people's songs and we're the people's shantymen I was wondering what it is about shanties that makes them the people's songs 
Well, they all originate from sailors and they originate from working men. And mm. um, back in the 1700s, um, they um, don't quote me on that. They, um, they, they, they go back to, um, yeah, so people there who were fishing out uh, at sea and uh, a lot of the sailors, um, I think it's kind of around about the 17th century, around about that sort of time. And they were, they were songs in order to motivate the, the men working on the ship. So that's why they've, well, we've got these kind of punchy rhythms and um, that kind of just to, in order, because you'd be like heaving while you're, um, while you're hauling this song. Um, what? You'd be heaving while you're singing this song mm. um, in order uh, to, to motivate people or rowing. So they, they come from workers and they come from, from uh, you know, sailors and people working out there. So they come, so, so I guess that's why it says they're the people songs and they're giving them back to the people because they, are, you know, they originate from, from the workers. So it's not, um, it's very much a, a working thing. Yeah, it, it's, you know, I, I'm not that familiar with it. It's not, you know, <laughs> I'm from Toronto. You know, we don't have the sea shanties in the same way. Uh, but but really? I loved it. I lo yeah, <laughs> go figure. Driving driving down the four hundred one <laughs> highway, we're not you know we don't have. I guess we'd have that would make us the highwaymen. Um, oh, <laughs> again, seven, early in the morning. Joke's you're really not well, you're doing really well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, there there's the film really speaks to being steeped in tradition. And actually, that was one of the things I thought was really fascinating about it, because it's steeped in tradition, but the world is changing around them. Um, and I was just wondering, from your perspective, um, do you think change is threatening? And if so, why? I think it depends. It depends on who you are. And I think for these, these for the band, um, especially the band within the film, they are they're from a very small fishing village. Hmm. They are working men. Um, they are kind of steeped in tradition um, and slightly, maybe you could say, potentially old-fashioned ways. So I guess in that sense, change could be very threatening to, to people like that and is very threatening, threatening to people like that because they you know, haven't needed to change and their, their ways haven't changed. But um, personally, in my personal life, I mean, change is just constant. <laughs> change is changes you know with the, the doing what I do you know things change you know the, I could get a phone call this afternoon and everything could change yeah. in that phone call because my my you know, my job is just so unpredictable and, and volatile so for me change is just a way of life but I think for people um for, for those guys that change can be threatening and it can um you know it, it changes you if it changes I think with this for the guys in the band um, in the film, they are they are dealing with a level of success and exposure which they've never um, been exposed to, and that can bring you know it can bring uh, dredge things up, and especially for the main character Jim, who is grieving the loss of his father, um, and he's dealing with you know mental health issues and alcohol issues and um, all of that. That change can be incredibly threatening and incredibly um, it can excuse the pun very much rock the boat. Um, in a negative way um, so I think it's for these guys I think it can be threatening indeed and that's a lot of what the mainly what the film's about yeah yeah and I actually I loved I love that the, the film speaks to so many things in a lot of ways um, and and you talk about Jim Jim's dealing with like you said all of these issues um, and even even the media training you know these these gentlemen trying to figure out the 
wait a second now now we've got success and now we have to understand how to communicate the world uh you know i think the uh, my name is Leadville and I'm politically incorrect as they're all sitting in group together earlier on. Uh, yeah. But I, I was one of the things that, that Jim says later on in the film, as you, as everybody's sitting on the radio preparing for, for Glastonbury, I think um, he's, he's talking about the, uh, that it's okay not to be okay. I think he even says, I, I know it sounds cliche, but I'm, I was just wondering from your perspective, for for these men or or for all men why that why you think that's such a struggle and why it's so important to acknowledge that it's okay not to be okay well i think because it is okay to not be okay and i think that there's very much i guess it's, i guess i'm speaking from the you know in the, within the british culture of of you know stiff stiff upper lip and all that they're you know not um, necessarily showing your emotions or showing your feelings or being honest I think even with social media these days there's so much a you know a kind of that false portrayal and and projection of look how happy my life is my life fantastic um which isn't necessarily genuine and especially with men uh, it's a huge problem with mental health and male suicide is still and one of the, I think one of, don't quote me on this again, but you know, is, is a, one of the biggest killers of, of men between, I think like 30 to 45 or something. Uh, again, I'm speaking for the UK, but um, so it's very much that, um, so that, I think that's where all of that comes from. You know, it, it is okay to, to not be okay. And I think, because if you go, if you say that it's okay to not be okay, then it helps you get a footing in kind of getting through whatever it is you're, you're, you're trying to get through. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, um, you know, as, as we start to wrap up Sam, I'm just, I was just thinking like, uh, it's such a powerful revelation for the film, for him at the end of the film, of course, but, um, it also speaks to so many of their journeys as they're working together. But what, what do you hope people take away? from uh, fisherman's friend one for all i think i just it's just uh i think especially for you guys over in canada i think it's it is such is so british this film and not only british but it's so cornish and for i guess for your listeners who aren't necessarily um aware of cornwall is kind of like the 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 foot of the UK the, the lowest kind of bit on the bottom left as you're looking at a map and they are such uh they're kind of I think if they could if they could cut themselves off from the rest of the country they probably would um and they they wouldn't mind me saying that the degree and um, I think is they're very proud um very um, patriotic within uh, um uh, they've got a real identity, the Cornish, and um, I'm sure there are areas of Canada which you, which could re- relate to this. Although Canada's massive, um, there are numerous places I'm sure. But um, so the, I think the film is is incredibly Cornish, is incredibly British. It's got a real kind of it's a real like you say a voice of authenticity to it. It's the people it relates. People can relate to this film in in so many different ways. And it's just really entertaining. It's just a, a lovely film that looks beautiful. We've got the, the countryside is just absolutely stunning and speaks for itself. And it's just one you can just sit back and watch and enjoy. Um, and especially, I don't know how things are, you know, things are pretty tough over here in the UK um, at the moment. Um, so it's a nice kind of tonic to what's going on in the real world. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, such a, it's just so much fun. 
Um, I agree with you a hundred percent. And it's funny you talk about we didn't talk about uh, uh, cor the Cornish the Cornwall identity. Was it the? I had no idea that fish could have a, a, a <laughs> Cornish it? accent. Cornish accent or something like that. I was like, this is great. And they do. Uh, that is absolutely true. They do. The fish <laughs> in Cornwall have a different accent. <laughs> it's, it's phenomenal. Oh, uh, I, I just appreciate it so much. Thank you, Sam. Thank you so much for chatting. Right. I really do. Lovely to speak to you. Lovely yeah. to speak to you too. Have a good, have a great day.